0: All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Keep Our Rights podcast. I'm Andrew Frederick, and with me today is Tanner Richards, uh, member of the Young Americans Against Socialism Coalition. Um, So today we're just going to talk about, I guess, some random stuff. But uh, yeah, so Tanner, uh, I guess you can just tell me a little about yourself, uh, your hobbies, what college you go to, stuff like that.
1: Well, first of all, thank you for having me on today. And uh, so... Currently, I'm a junior at the University of Northern Iowa, where I'm studying political science. I am a campus coordinator at Turning Point USA. And as you mentioned, I am involved with Young Americans Against Socialism. Mm -hmm. And I guess one of my hobbies is that not only just for Turning Point USA, but I'm also a musician.
0: Nice.
1: Yeah. So for my own podcast along with that. Oh,
0: Nice. Nice. When did you uh, start your podcast?
1: Uh Couple weeks ago actually.
0: That's, that's. <laughs> so you're on you doing like once a week or once a month or like...
1: uh I used to do it like during the summer when I had more times but with school it's kinda like whenever I don't have class pretty much. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I can I bet it's hard to like manage with all your college classes and all that.
1: No, oh, yeah, I keep it up though.
0: <laughs> that's great. Um so for turning point USA, are you can you kinda like describe that? I'm familiar with them, but I'm not like Super familiar with
1: like campus stuff and all that. Sure. Uh, so Turning Point USA is 501c3. So what that means is we don't endorse any political candidates or any political party. We're just nonpartisan, as you say. But you can consider that we are do have conservative principles like socialism sucks, tax taxation is theft, and limited government. Yeah. And we pretty much are open to let anyone join. We actually, as a matter of fact, the other day we had a Bernie bro actually feel interested in joining our group.
0: Oh, sweet. Bernie bro. I love that. I love that term. It's like like a perfect, (laughs) yeah, perfect uh, way to call. Yeah. So how, so they're called chapters. Is that right?
1: Yes, there's, they're called chapters.
0: Nice. So like how, how big is your chapter, I guess?
1: Uh, So, we're pretty new on campus, I guess. We started just pr- the week before they started shutdown. So, right now, we're about at, like, 12 members, but we're looking to get bigger, too.
0: Nice. I think, yeah, I go to UNF, uh, UNF right now, University of North Florida, and I think, oh. yeah, I think we have one, but I think there's a, there's a chapter, or they're called clubs. Um, I think there's, like, a Republican club on campus, and I think... College Republicans? Uh, i think so i think yeah that sounds about right i don't know it seems it seems like a decent uh like decent sized group um but i think they also have a turning point usa chapter on there but i don't know if it like died or anything cuz like there were no members listed so i don't know if someone just like <laughs> started it and, and, and like didn't do anything with it but yeah unf is like definitely more on the on the liberal side uh, as is pretty much every university but yeah can you kind of like explain to me like uh the at the political atmosphere on campus at uh, yeah
1: well well where i currently go to school i go so in iowa it's like uh kind of conservative kind of not at the same time mm-hmm. if you look at it like the university of iowa is super liberal and here we got like a few but we haven't had like super tr- like big troubles, like Iowa did, we get the occasional problem with Bernie Bros or anything like that,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, so i yeah, I guess that's the advantage of like not going to a a very large university, um, you can kind of just have I feel like larger universities like more like u n f uh, University of Florida, like especially in Florida, um, there's more the faculty can kind of controls more of like. A, <coughs> Like free speech and kind of what goes on in the classroom but like smaller campuses usually have i feel like more open discussion about political beliefs but i guess that depends on, on what campus you go to and stuff like that but yeah so you said you're a musician uh, what what instrument do you play because I, I was a musician i'm right?
1: a i am a saxophonist and i'm oh, taking piano lessons
0: nice i have a friend who plays um Saxophone sounds, sounds pretty interesting but
1: well he made a good choice yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> how long have you uh, been playing that
1: oh i would say probably like fifth grade is when fifth everyone grade. started to play instruments nice so mostly my life
0: yeah yeah i started um well i started violin when i was in i want to say fifth grade um and then i quit about a year ago uh just uh, the same
1: happened with me and my br- my brother and sister
0: yeah it's, it was was it just like time management and all that he just kind of ran out of time to do it and stuff. it was
1: time management along with like the teacher they had he wasn't really a let's just say social person
0: oh yeah 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 it i was playing um sports a lot of sports like when i was doing violin and then like balancing that with like high school academics was kind of hard uh, and then I was kind of just losing interest too. I still enjoyed playing it, but I got to a point where it was kind of like uh pretty difficult <laughs> like this the material I was learning was pretty difficult. It took a lot of time to kind of perfect it and uh yeah, so I just kind of moved on from that and uh started doing other stuff but <laughs> um so you're a part of um Young Americans Against Socialism, or yes, uh, it's way easier to say yes. <laughs>
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: And um, so you're you're part of the uh, the coalition, is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. So can you explain to me uh, kind of what you do?
1: So what I do at Young Americans Against Socialism is, since I joined the group, I kind of provide a context of what's going on in today's world. Like when you have celebrities, politicians, et cetera, or like riots going on in name of socialism stuff like that we provide examples or inform people about what they need to know prior to the upcoming election along with that okay but at the same time like turning point usa we don't involve ourselves with political candidates or parties we just have one thing in common and that's we are all against socialism here
0: yeah yeah um yeah i i'm on the writing side so i guess i'm kind of unfamiliar with like the coalition and kind of like what you guys do and stuff but yeah i just so once a week i'll write i'll write an article about usually about socialism um, but sometimes i'll do stuff about like free speech and uh, human rights and and kind of current events with like different figures in socialism especially in america Uh, like yeah like bernie bernie sanders and and aoc kind of people like that and it's really been just a really great experience for me honestly and I'm sure it has been for you as well just being a part of yes and kind of oh, absolutely yeah yes yeah, it's, it's been it's been great just to kind of because I've always had these beliefs but I feel like they've been strengthened as I've kind of progressed through high school and, and I'm now in college and uh, I just wanted to kind of do something <laughs> they use my beliefs for to do something good and 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 behold there was yes (laughs) so i kind of just applied to that and and i've been writing for i think two months now two or three but yeah so so can you kind of give me your thoughts on like on socialism especially in our country and and kind of what the young generation needs to know about socialism
1: so uh so first about me my i'm a fifth generation american so my great-grandparents actually fled germany in 1939 just before the nazis invaded poland Mm. so they fled socialism to come to america and by the time my great-grandfather turned 18 he enlisted in the navy and he was a he had no shame in fighting against his own country against socialism so some people in my family have had to actually fight against that group and what younger generation mostly people born like 2001 what they don't know is like Back in the day from like the 1980s during the Cold War era, literally every American hated socialism. And that was everything had in common. But now they think that's the one thing that's going to save us. And what they don't they need to know is take a look at places like Venezuela North Korea, Vietnam, et cetera, et cetera. And they should know that socialism only leads to pain and suffering of others. And if you look back at history, socialism almost started nuclear war during the Cuban Missile Crisis. They started the Holocaust, and just like Lenin once said, the goal of socialism is communism. So if socialism reaches America, right. then inevitably the United States becomes a communist country, and then there's no freedom left in the world.
0: Right? Yeah, I feel like America is kind of the last, the last hope for to like uphold freedom, um, because yeah, like you're saying, like once socialism gets to America, once socialism controls America, freedom basically dies because america is is the greatest power in the world Uh,
1: ronald reagan once said that freedom is always one generation away from extinction and the same can't be said for our generation right now
0: yeah yeah for sure i think that really that really starts at like the education level like at in college in the school systems like what kids are being taught kids aren't really being taught american history they're being taught that America is evil, America is systemically racist, America, all the founding principles that this country was built on, all those need to go and they need to be re- replaced with more progressive ideology. And
1: 1619 Project, political correctness, anything like that they're starting to teach now instead right, of civics. Right,
0: yeah, yeah. And it's, kids aren't really given the option of like hearing other viewpoints. They just hear what these teachers and professors have to say. Um, and when you have that, you kind of create a society that, doesn't really understand or isn't really grateful for the things we have in America, such as freedom, such as freedom of speech, um, property, uh, the right to have your own property. Right. Yeah. And not have someone else like own it, uh, not having the distribution of wealth. Um, someone told me this example, uh, you'll probably enjoy this, but, um, this teacher, Oh no, this professor, um, in at a college campus, he said, okay, so you think, he knew a lot of his students like uh, thought socialism would be a great idea. Uh, And he said, okay, uh, for the next test we're going to have, I'm going to take all your exams, all the grades for your exams. I'm going to average it. And whatever that average is, that's what everyone's grade is going to be. So naturally, uh, a lot of people got good grades, right? And some people, the, the people that didn't work that hard, they got really low grades. And because of those low grades, um, it dragged the higher grades down to a lower I think grade. I've heard this story before. Yeah. <laughs> so so basically what happened was in, in time, the people that worked hard to get good grades, they basically saw that they didn't really need to work hard because whatever they did, they would only get a lower grade because of the, the less intelligent people in the class or the people that didn't have a, as strong of a work ethic as them, they would bring their grade down. So what happened was over time, over the semester, the grades, the grade average has got significantly, significantly worse, <laughs> and and so at the end of the semester, the professor is like, okay, this is socialism. You're all sharing each other's stuff, right? You're all sharing each other's grades, and are you happy? And most people are like, no, we're not happy because um, we're sharing each other's stuff, and there's no like area for success. Um, and that's basically as when I heard that example, that was like that's a perfect example because that's what socialism is like there's no opportunity there's no success because everyone is equal uh and when you have that you have a lazy society that's dependent on the government and when you have a society that's dependent on the government you have government corruption you have the government holding all the power and you turn into a country like venezuela into a country like china um north korea like all these countries um so yeah, so that's a that's kind of a funny example, but when you think yeah, I about think it.
1: that that should be like a something that they should honestly do as like an experiment yeah. for students that actually believe socialism.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think that'd be a great idea. Just to have it like
1: like I know I'm doing student teaching sometime next year or two, okay. and with one of my students, that's probably something I'll probably do as a test and see if that changes anything they believe in.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, that would definitely be I would definitely suggest it. <laughs> and tell me tell me how that goes <laughs> uh, yeah yeah that must be it must be funny to see like oh yeah by the way that's what socialism is and kind of see their reactions but right yeah um so yeah i guess what do you what do you think about current political figures that advocate for for socialism and for like uh, like free healthcare, uh, free college, a high minimum wage. I'm thinking mainly of Bernie Sanders, but like, what do you, I guess, what do you think of people who advocate for that?
1: So with people like that, they would use like before with other politicians in other countries, like in this case for Bernie Sanders and the squad, they'd use classic liberalism or liberalism in general and use that as a shield to make it look like that's how socialism works. And what they end up doing is, yeah, they, say free stuff for this, free stuff for that, mostly because they probably, like, want to go after their votes. They want your money, and inevitably, inevitably that's what they'll lie to you. And then, uh-oh, you made a mistake voting for them, now you turn a socialist country and you didn't get anything you were promised.
0: Right. Yeah, and I think, like, in the case of Venezuela, like, they got what was promised at first, like, free stuff, free everything, all of that stuff. And then what happened was the government ran out of money. <laughs> and inflation, inflation skyrocketed yeah, and yeah, out. Their money is worthless. Exactly. Inflation. So it, socialism, I heard someone say that like socialism works at first for like a few years, or usually less than that. But it eventually just completely wrecks an economy because m- money does not grow on trees. Like, um, I'm sure you've heard of the Green New Deal. Um, yes. Yeah, that would cost if that was put into effect, that would cost $93 trillion. Um,
1: it's more money than the actual debt yeah, we have yeah, right it's,
0: now. It's about, it's over four times the amount of debt we're in currently. Um, so like where they're going to get the money from that. Um, they're not, first of all, but like to be able to tax everybody yeah, till yeah, they have nothing. Exactly. Like the income tax that you would, that you would get on on your annual income, like a, such a high percentage. And then, so, like, people see it as, like, oh, I'm getting free stuff. But what they're not realizing is that it's it's a significant trade-off because you're getting taxed a crap ton, right? And so, yeah, you're getting free stuff, but you're also getting taxed, and everyone else in society is getting taxed. Uh, And that creates inflation. That creates just piles on the national debt, which, of course, we don't need right now (laughs) because we're already a lot in debt. Um, But, yeah, yeah um let's see here so i guess like uh yeah what are your thoughts on on the green new deal
1: um, totally unrealistic yeah, yeah i mean there's no other way to put it <laughs> yeah because right now we're already printing more money than god because of the coronavirus which honestly some people do need that money i'll admit that mm-hmm. but at the same time how do you expect to pay off that money and with the green new deal that would be like so we're, like, at $24 trillion already, and you add that, and we'll be, like, really, really high up in the debt in which inflation would skyrocket at the same time. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think that's just what, what kids our age need to understand because um, well kids, like, young adults. But they need to understand that, that money doesn't grow on trees and that these politicians, they might seem like the advocates of, of like... Of freedom of of like welfare being the benevolent. They people. say
1: science backs it up, but I haven't heard one politician give an example yeah. as to why.
0: Yeah, and it's basically hidden within the Green New Deal is like uh, a bunch of free health, like free healthcare, like free uh, free college, free minimum wage. That's all kind of like hidden under the idea of like oh, we're gonna save the environment. Um, so that's and like of course you get into the debate of like do we really how are we going to save the environment like uh, and <laughs> yeah like you're saying like no one's been been able to like statistically scientifically like back back up what what's in the green deal so it's
1: funny you should say that because like when it comes to like how you save the environment climate has changed like since earth's existence you had the ice age it got hot it got mm-hmm. cold that's just how yeah. it goes, and it's like nothing we can really do about it, honestly.
0: Yeah, and it's like, oh, the the ice caps are melting or whatever. Well, not really. I mean, like, have you seen the pictures of like uh, like comparing? Um, I don't know. It was it was like a, a certain section of an iceberg or whatever, but they compared it from a year ago to like a year later, and it was actually like much significantly larger. <laughs> And yes. it's like, well, it's all this fancy talk, all this scientific fancy talk, and no, we're not going to, like, drown from the ice caps melting, and you know, icebergs melting, whatever you want to call it, but there's no scientific evidence to back that up, and why right. put, why destroy our economy to basically attempt to save the environment when it doesn't really need to be saved? I mean, I get that um, we need to take care of the environment, we need to, like... Not throw trash everywhere and all that, like there's an aspect of of taking care of the environment that I believe in, like you don't wanna as a christian um we're commanded to to basically take care of the earth and kind of use it wisely um and I think that that puts into putting that into practice that would mean kind of just like not throwing trash everywhere, like doing your part, I guess. Um, But what I'm not going to do, I'm not going to side with AOC and and the Green New Deal and all that. And I'm not going to say, like, we need to spend all of this government spending to try to basically save the environment when it doesn't really need to be saved. We just need to do our part to make sure that we use it wisely, that we use the the resources that we have wisely. Um, I don't know if that made sense, but...
1: (laughs) Right, I, I get it.
0: Yeah, yeah, so great i don't know i tend to go on these like on these tangents kind of just speaking my mind and that that can be a a bad thing but yeah um yeah so i guess just looking at uh taking a little or going into a different area of discussion here um looking at the current political climate so like the riots uh antifa um uh, Joe Biden, uh, kind of just the, the radical left, kind of w- what are your thoughts on like our current political climate?
1: Well, come the election, rather it be like everyone does mail-in ballots or shows up in person, no matter who wins, it's, there's going to be one side that gets mad. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the uh, with the riots going on, people are like saying, oh, you don't support Black Lives Matter, you're a racist and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, we think the phrase itself is true, but like people like Charlie Kirk said, the organization, even their founder said that they were trained Marxists. So the organization itself is rooted with socialists. And Joe Biden, when they visited the family of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris visited the family of Jacob Blake, what they forgot to mention was like the warrant that he was being served was Mm -hmm. for rape. Mm -hmm. So doesn't that kind of hurt him in the polls that he's hailing a rapist as a hero?
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think, like, unfortunately, a large part of our society believes that Jacob Blake was, in fact, a hero, um, or is, in fact, a hero, but...
1: Or, like, you look you look back to, like, when George Floyd died, and even after we saw the video, did you even hear one person say that it was okay what the officer did to him? No, no, no one yeah. thought it was okay. Yeah, but... But that, that didn't make Jacob, or, excuse me, George Floyd a hero. Right. It was unfortunate that he died, but...
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and like in the case of Jacob Blake, like the man resisted what the video doesn't show. And, and of course the media released it and everyone got angry before they waited for more details to come out. That's what the media does. Right. They, they take a right. story, they inflate it into this huge deal without it putting in narrative. all the details. Yeah. The narrative without putting in all these details that need to be put in to, to have an accurate depiction of what actually happened. Um, So Jacob Blake, basically, uh, he resisted arrest. He was, I think he was tackled at first, and then he was tased twice. He was still resisting arrest at this point, right? And like you were saying, he had an open warrant for rape of a minor, mind you, a minor. Um, Yeah. And and, uh, so he showed up at his his ex-girlfriend's house. The girlfriend, the ex, uh, or his ex, called the police. The police shows up, and they try to basically stop this man. From from getting away, right? That's what you're supposed to do. Uh, and he resists arrest. He was tased twice. He goes into a car, or he's going into a car with three children inside, right? And he's reaching for a knife. And the cop sees this. The cop defends allegedly himself. a knife. Yeah, yeah. And they, uh, well, I think they actually they searched his car and they found the knife. So oh, yeah. So I mean instead of what what do you expect if you're a cop like what do you what do you do in that scenario to appease the mob like he he's reaching down for something right what right. do you think he's reaching for he's at this point he's not reaching for his his license of registration or or driver's license or anything because he's resisted right. arrest right and he and he could have communicated that to the cops if he was actually doing that but instead he reaches down and if you're a cop, what do you expect? What what do you like? What's going through your mind at the moment? You have a split second <laughs> decision. <It's> Excuse <easy. laughs> me. You have a split- well. If you
1: yeah, if you like put yourself in their shoes, like the man, he had a history of resisting arrest, assaulting police, mm-hmm. and was a rape. Right. So if you put them in their shoes, you don't know what's in that car. He could have a gun. He could have a knife. He could have even got his registration, and they say oh, i'll use a taser stuff like that no with the taser that that would work like 50 50 percent of the time if he was like high or something then that couldn't really work mm-hmm. so they were acting self-defense right. and i probably would have done the same thing
0: right yeah yeah and yeah like do the i feel like a lot of people in our society the people that support black lives matter and and, and all of that they don't take into consideration that these cops have lives too right they have a lot of them have right. families. A lot of like they're they're trying to get home to a family, right? Alive.
1: My uncle's in law enforcement, so I kind of know what that's like.
0: Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and I'm sure like he understands that he has to do his job, right?
1: Absolutely. And
0: he's not going to basically sacrifice his life when he doesn't have to, uh, when he's trying to defend himself. Um, right. And, and yeah, man, but. It just it just must be hard for cops right now. And I'm i am constantly praying for, for law enforcement and, and all
1: that. But, if they yeah. were to quit their jobs right now, all of them, I would not blame them one bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, we need them. But, yes, yeah. because
1: yeah. if you saw the purge without cops, these people don't know. It'd be like that living like that every day.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And basically these these writers, uh, Antifa, they'd have full reign to do whatever whatever they wanted. And of course, that would not be a good thing. <laughs> just looking at these Democrat-run cities right now, they're they're basically on fire. You think of Portland. You think of Minneapolis. You think of New York City, like uh, Seattle. All of these cities, these Democrat-run cities, the Democrat mayors have done absolutely nothing to stop the violence. They basically just denied that the violence even is exist or is in existence. So uh, when you have, like, yeah. to learn
1: say Antifa is a myth.
0: Yeah, yeah, Jerry Nadler um, uh, basically said he was caught on camera, camera saying uh, Antifa's a myth, that riots are a myth, <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah, and you just go on, you're not going to find it on social, or you're not going to find it in the media, you will find it on Fox News, but you're not going to find it on the media, you will right. find it on social media, like Instagram, Twitter, you'll find it there, but you're not going to find it in mainstream media, apart from Fox News. Um but, yeah, they're basically just denying that it's in existence. <laughs> and that, of course, is – well, now they see that as damaging their poll numbers. Um,
1: don't you think this is kind of ironic that all these riots are going on during an, during an election year?
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't think it's – I don't think it's coincidental. Or I, Well, I think this has come at a perfect time. I feel like the Democrats always pull the race card when – we're nearing election season. It was the same thing in 2016, right? Um,
1: like with Michael Brown and yeah, uh, yeah the same thing. Pretty great.
0: Basically, the media just inflating all of these stories, making it a huge deal when it wasn't a huge deal. Um, and obviously, the, the the death of anyone is sad uh, because that's the ending of, of a human life. But do why do the Democrats always use um, death to basically? further their own agenda particularly during the the election year um right yeah you see that with black lives matter like yeah is the death of the death of anyone is sad yes but you have to take that into context like how did he die um was that like in the case of of jacob Blake? like that he got shot because he resisted arrest um and that's what people need to understand that when you resist arrest, you could you're putting your life in the hands of the cops because they can decide whether or not to kill you. They have every right to kill you because they're doing that in self-defense. Um, so yeah, tangent there again, but <laughs> um, yeah. So let's see. What do you what do you think of? We've kind of already touched on this, but what do you think of like the upcoming election? What do you think of? of trump's chances what do you think of of biden's chances
1: well uh i think with trump it's gonna be like i don't want to say it's close but in this case i might say it was because before all the black lives matter rights and stuff like that i thought this should have been like a runaway since joe biden was named the nominee and since he can't really think or finish the english yeah yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) but like especially if you saw like the Joe Biden thing in Kenosha and the fact that he doesn't take questions from the media or stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And I, when you watch the RNC, it wasn't like an America bashing session like it was with the DNC. Mm -hmm. So hopefully when you have black Americans, Latino Americans, et cetera, et cetera, tell their life stories of like black lives matter, did this, they burned my store and looted my store, et cetera, et cetera. And if I feel like the one thing that would stand in Trump's way is Absentee ballots and the way he tweets things most of the time.
0: Yeah, yeah, I yeah, man the the absentee ballots, the mail-in voting that that scares me. Like that, in my opinion, is the only thing that could that could ruin his reelection because you basically have the the USPS basically saying that Trump cannot be reelected. <laughs> like, there's different unions within the the USPS that are also saying.
1: service union endorsed Biden. Yeah,
0: yeah, and they're openly endorsing Joe Biden. Do you really think that if you're putting the election in the hands of these people, that the election is going to be fair and balanced? Like, you saw in, in New York, I think, yeah, in the New York prim- primaries or something. Um, right. I think over 60,000 ballots just magically disappeared. <laughs> and they and they just were not counted at all. They weren't even put into consideration. Oh, they, oh we just lost 60,000 ballots. several cases right?
1: uh voter harvesting and yet the media and the left are like it's just right-wing conspiracy theories stuff like that
0: yeah because they know that i feel like part of them knows that this is their only chance to win basically if they if they put fraud they put fraud into play in the election
1: part of me has to believe after they nominated joe biden they were like we are really screwed this year
0: (laughs) yeah yeah and i don't think kamala harris as as a vp is is helping either.
1: Um, Well, I think he should do is like when the debates come up, he shouldn't even worry about talking to Joe Biden because we all know if he wins the election, it's going to be Kamala Harris that becomes president. So he should technically be going after Kamala Harris. Yeah,
0: yeah. and I think he should go after both of them, honestly. Um, But yeah, like you're saying, like if Joe Biden wins the election, it's not going to be Joe Biden in power it's going to be Kamala Harris. It's going to be the radical left. It's not going to be Joe Biden. Joe Biden is basically just a puppet. Like you
1: Establishment yeah, Democrats in Yeah. Exactly.
0: And you kind of already touched on this, but uh, the man can barely form coherent sentences. Right. Uh, he kind of <laughs> just, <laughs> he kind of just goes off on these tangents where he's like, um, um,
1: um, um, God, um man,
0: um, orange man, bad. Um, all that. <laughs> That's basically his, his rhetoric, like 99% of the time. So, yeah, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but I I feel like Democrats know they're in trouble. And that's why they're kind of now all of a sudden condemning the riots. Um, I don't know if you saw that, but Joe Biden's basically like, riots are bad. All of a sudden, he's like, riots are bad. Wow.
1: You <laughs> said that then you switched to spot saying that Trump wants to defund the police somehow.
0: Yeah. Like how, how can you even argue that Trump wants to defund? Please like that makes no or like sense. that
1: Atlantic story when they said Trump called soldiers uh scum I don't know what he said, but he called them yeah, bad names. Something
0: yeah, yeah. Um, and then I don't know if you saw this, but uh seven hundred different veterans basically signed a letter saying that Trump is for veterans and that he, even
1: John Bolton took Trump's side on that. Yeah, yeah. And all people?
0: Yeah, full people. But yeah, he's not, if you if you know Trump, if you've seen Trump, you know that he is 100% for the military, he's 100% for veterans, he's not going to go out and and slam uh, deceased veterans that, that died in combat, especially who, who gave their lives for their country. He's not going to do that. If you
1: think about it, though, just like for any president, even if it was Obama, that would be, everybody with a brain would know that's kind of messed up and doesn't even sound true if they did that.
0: Yeah, yeah. and And in the case of, in the in the case of the Atlantic, uh, their quote unquote sources uh, were anonymous sources. Anonymous yeah. sources. Like I could I could make like for Young Americans Against Socialism. Like I could write an article, right? And I could I could put um, I could make up all this stuff, right? And I could say anonymous sources. Would that be a credible? would that be a credible credible article? Of course not, no, because course I have not. no evidence. I'm basically making up all these statistics or or whatever I'm I'm writing down. Um, that would not be a credible article, credible article. No one would read that because I'm quoting anonymous sources. Well, what are those anonymous sources? We don't know. Um, so in this case, why would you even believe that Trump actually said something like that? If it's coming from an anonymous source, like that makes no sense to me. Um, and I think people see that as well.
1: They're not even trying to hide their pocket no, anymore. Yeah, they're
0: not even, it's, it's basically just, Yeah. They're they're not attempting to hide anything. They're not attempting to hide their bias or, or anything like that. Um, so I guess one more one more question, uh, one more point of discussion, and we can kind of close out. Uh, I think we're at around thirty four minutes. Um, but if Trump gets reelected, how do you think Democrats and the left will will act, considering the political tension we have now?
1: Oh. If you thought 2016 was bad, you better get ready for 2020 <laughs> cuz I feel like the one thing especially with Trump, especially with the Trump victory, I think he needs both the he needs to keep the Senate obviously, but he should also get the House back so we don't have to worry about another impeachment coup going on. Yeah,
0: yeah. I I think if he gets reelected, he he needs to really because violence is going to happen. It's I feel like it's guaranteed. Like if you yeah, of if you course. look at Antifa right now, if you look at the O.M. writers, you look at all of it. You look at all the violence in our country right now. Imagine that multiplied by ten, and I think that's what our country is going to look like if Trump gets reelected. Because a lot of people are suffering from Trump derangement syndrome, uh, which is a joke, obviously. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, people people cannot get over the fact that Trump was elected in 2016, and I and if he gets reelected, I don't. I think it's going to be utter chaos and i think trump really needs to take control of that if he gets reelected but
1: i'll say this is along with the presidency the house and senate elections are just as important right, as that yeah, too because
0: yeah exactly yeah. yeah it's it's not yeah it's just not it's not just the presidency it's 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 all of it right uh you think of think of congress um the congress and the senate there's such
1: a congress state house state senate governors they all yeah, matter yeah
0: yeah any the Congress is basically being run by by these Democrats. That you think of Nancy Pelosi, like she she has such a major influence, um, and that's why it's so important that that we need to get these people out of government. These people have been in politics for so long.
1: You have a, you have the establishment <laughs> of Democrats along with Republicans and all the Never Trumpers out mm-hmm. there, like Mitt yeah, Romney. Yeah,
0: even on the Republican side, yeah. And it's it's I, honestly I think it's sad that if you're a Republican and you're in politics, if you're against Donald Trump, like why, why are you even a Republican? Like,
1: like he might be like a bet, like an ass of a person, but you can't really argue his accomplishments right, too. Yeah. And, and in
0: 2016, he said he was going to do all of these things, right? In 2020, he, he did, did all of it. Yeah. And you think of his, his speech he did at the, uh, the at the RNC, um, and, or his acceptance speech, um, he, it was a very long speech, but um, it, was, yes. it was definitely worth listening to. Um, just because he went over, he went over all of his accomplishments, like you were saying, all the things that that he said he was going to do, he did it. Um, uh, building the wall, he did that. Um, jobs, like
1: he's even been nominated for the yeah, Nobel <laughs> Peace Prize. Can Joe Biden well, do this thing? Yeah.
0: Side note, but could you imagine like the outrage if, if Donald Trump won?
1: The Nobel Peace Prize like I don't, oh, know, I boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he'll get it you yeah. know because it's one per I mean I'd love to see him get it don't get me wrong but honestly one person nominated him and usually just a bunch of lefties that get to vote for the Nobel Prize and quite frankly he should have got that before for the North Korean peace mm-hmm. talks
0: yeah for sure yeah um yeah just with the tension with with North North Korea and and yeah what he did was a good thing, right? He was, he was being a diplomat. He was, he wasn't apologizing in all that to foreign countries like Obama did during his presidency.
1: Sometimes you have to make peace with your enemies. Like he tried to do with the Taliban. Yeah. Well,
0: (laughs) um, yeah, he's, he's done a lot. He's done a lot of good things. He's done everything he said he was going to do. He, he helped the economy significantly. Lowest unemployment for black Americans, uh, Ever ever recorded prior to COVID, of course, uh, lowest unemployment for Latinos, like uh, lowest unemployment for for women. Like he's done everything he said he was going to do. Uh,
1: and they said he was anti woman or racist, but he's like he's hired more women in his cabinet than anyone, and he's actually started to fund sc- and do school choice for a majority of black schools.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Like if he was really a racist, he wouldn't be he wouldn't be doing all of these things for for black Americans and and for Latinos and and for women, like you said. If he was this this misogynist, he wouldn't be doing all of this. Um, (laughs) But people don't don't consider that. They just think um, orange man bad, uh, he's a racist. Everyone says he's a racist, so he must be a racist. Uh, That is the most... uh, just the worst kind of logic and reasoning you can have, in my opinion, believing something without, right. without any evidence, like, but that's what the left, that's what the Democrats are today. Um, so, yeah, I guess, I guess that, man, wow. We, we touched on a lot of stuff. <laughs> didn't we? This yeah. yeah fun. It, it gets it. <laughs> but yeah, I guess that, that concludes another episode of the Keep Our Rights podcast. Um, if you guys liked this episode, um, please provide feedback um or share this podcast sharing this podcast is always very appreciated um check out young americans against socialism uh it's it's yas america on instagram and twitter um check out uh tanner richards uh, pro- what's your profile on instagram
1: on my pro- oh uh real tanner richards on instagram okay.
0: and uh what's the name of your your podcast that you just started
1: liberty talks with tanner richards
0: yeah so yeah definitely check that out um and uh yeah so that concludes another episode um we will see you guys next week